what's up what's up what's going on man what it's the sci-fi podcast episode what's up come on it's the sci-fi podcast episode 105 we have a lot going on in this world right now um since i last recorded a pod um basically all the music icons are releasing uh you got kendrick you got drake you got kanye um and let's get right into it kanye donda it's gonna sound cliche it's gonna sound very cliche it's leaning towards my album of the year there's a reason why we listen to these guys there's a reason why some of these guys are popular because they actually make consistent great music um you know i i saw this thing this girl tweeted um kanye release drops are white man ramadan and i was like come on now (laughs) come on um it's true though i mean it's a it's a holiday whenever the kanye drops the the drake drops it is a holiday because we know we are guaranteed gonna have classic music coming up um i've been i've been listening to these leaks from for months i've listened to the hurricane leak for a month i've listened to the off the grid leak so it's nice just having um the actual the actual tracks on hand um I I well I listened to the Donna album right when I woke up Sunday morning with a group of friends. Uh, we all just put it on and just listened to it. At first, it did sound a little repetitive. Only, and I think my theory on that is because they're they're long songs. They're four to five minute songs. So to us, that's very repetitive. But to but actually. It's some of the songs I could get repetitive. I mean, of course, the first song, what, Don, Don, Don. Like, of course, that's going to get repetitive. Um, and there's some songs on there where, like, the last two minutes of the song is a straight up instrumental or someone talking, and it's just kind of pointless. Um, the, the best songs right now, easily, are um, Off the Grid. Okay, I'm pick my favorite five songs: Off the Grid, Hurricane, Praise God, Moon, and Jail. Um, I would describe this album as the Jesus is King version of the Life of Pablo. Because the life of one of the life of Pablo is my favorite Kanye album. It's the best Kanye album because it's the epitome of what Kanye West is as a person. Um, the producer aspect, the writing aspect, the weirdness aspect, and the features aspect of it. Kanye is what DJ Khaled wish he was, honestly. Because DJ Khaled tries this whole feature thing, tries to put people together, and some and sometimes it's awkward. But on it, but with this Kanye album. 
all the features are perfectly placed, perfectly created for to shine in their um, specific verses. You got The Weeknd, you got Jay, you got Baby Keem, you got Lil Baby, you got Don Tolliver, you got the Kid Cudi, Chris, there's a lot more others too. Um, I love it, man. Like, this week is giddy for me. This week is giddy. And I let me be giddy for this week because you got Kanye and then you got Drake coming up tomorrow now. Man, I'm living. This is my top two favorite artists just as a fan perspective. Top two. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, Donda, what else? What else? It was. I don't really like the black album cover art. I. I don't know. It's Kanye, and I think everybody's kind of lives with that. I saw Donald Glover was like, I love being uh, influential because he had the whole white cover. I think last year. Um, but you know, that's just a personal thing to me because I like how the album cover can really show the artist's personality and see what you know what's in his head but with Kanye I think we all know what's in his head um I think off the grid is my favorite song and I told like last podcast I said with these leaks coming out off the grid is gonna be my favorite song I love it because you got Playboy you got Kanye you got Fabio Fabio is the American introduction to Brooklyn drill rap. Um, and thing about Kanye, the reason why his albums are so great is that he is, and this is the same reason why Drake is so great. He is not afraid to work with other artists. He's not afraid to uh, work with other new artists. He's not, he's, no one's scared of that. And with Kanye, he doesn't care who you are. I mean, the fact that Kanye didn't even have a chance to rap around this album was very embarrassing for a chance. Um, like, Kanye doesn't play favorites. He doesn't care. Like, if you're hot, you're hot. You're going to be on the album. He has the baby on the album. He got um, Don Tolliver. You got Trav. You got Jay. You know, he's not really you know, scared of all that competition. And it's not even a competition to him. It's it's Kanye. I think everybody's going to listen to it regardless. Um, but it was a great album. Great. I'm going to listen. It's one of those albums where I, I slowly listen to the whole album in detail. Um, from like beginning to end at the, Sunday, I was just listening to Off the Grid and Hurricane. No, I was just listening to Jail and Off the Grid. And then, like, two days ago, I was listening to Off the Grid and uh, Hurricane. Now I'm listening to Hurricane and Praise God. I can already tell I'm going to listen to Praise God and uh, OK, OK and uh, Jonah. Um, it, it's a progressive. And I like that's my favorite way to listen to albums. It takes me a while, but I just love it. Um, and with this being 26 songs, the part twos are very interesting. That's a very kind of, I got to get my nerd stuff for that. Like, is that a strategy? Like, I'm, 
I'm not sure I've seen that. I've never seen part two yet. Of course, you got remixes, but part twos, that's a little different, I feel like. But um, yeah, I'm very satisfied. I did not think this all was this all was gonna happen. I thought there was gonna be a real life like Drake versus Kanye album drop beef going on. Um, and it was exciting when Kanye dropped Donda. It was like, okay, cool. Um, now Drake is set for Friday. It was like kind of a like it felt like a you know a clincher, like a when team a sports team. Um, forget it. But uh, <laughs> I'm giddy, man. I'm giddy. Sorry, man. Um, let's talk about Drake, CLB, Certified Level Boy. Predictions has stayed the same. Um, I I think this is going to be no more than 18 tracks. There's going to be a lot more features than normal of a Drake album. I think this is going to be as many features as um, maybe Thank Me Later. I think Thank Me Later was the last time Drake had a lot of features on it. And yeah, it really hit me the other day. I was like, Drake never really has features on his album, unless it's like his dogs, like unless it's Party or uh, The Weeknd or somebody else from that uh, sweatshop. But, but yeah, man, it's a very exciting time. Um, and I think the, um, and I say the features thing because, um, he's putting out these billboards now. With the whole oh hey Chicago, um, Givion or Givion and what's his name is on the album. I think in New York he put a billboard saying hey New York the goat is on CLB, which I everybody's assuming it's Jay Z, which is crazy. Um, a Drake and Jay Z verse song in twenty twenty one. Um, who would have thought this week Jay-Z would be on a Drake song and a Kanye song in one week in 2021? Crazy. Um, but what else? What else? Um, I think, of course, the one in Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta. His name's like Young Thug, Baby, and Future are going to be on the album. Uh, the question is, it's like, okay, is is the little Baby, when he say little Baby, when he says Give on, when he said, like, does that mean he's putting the Chicago freestyle Gibby on song on there? Is he putting the one once and needs uh, little baby song on there? Or is there going to be completely new songs? I'm really, and I'm really kind of um, interested to see how, what songs from the past he's going to put on. Like, is he going to put laugh now, cry later? Is he going to put Chicago freestyle? Is he going to put what's next on there? Like what's up? Like, is there going to be straight up new tracks? Um, but I can't. He, I think he for sure will have laugh now and cry later. Cry later. That's an iconic song already. Mm. Um. Yeah. So prediction. I think it's gonna be no more than eighteen tracks. A lot of features. Um. And I think it's gonna be kind of nice. I think it's going to be a lot more aggressive rap. I think people see Certified Level Boy. I think they see Drake and they assume, oh, it's going to be like some feelings. 
crying, texture girl music. Like, no, I don't think that's going to be the theme. I think the theme is going to be some like real chill misogyny a little bit. And I say that with a joking manner, um, some like disrespectful um, ex-girlfriend music, like um, you were with <laughs> like you're you're with your new man, but your new man doesn't make enough money like me. Like, you know, something, something like that. Something like some slight, bro. Um, but something something like that man but i think it's gonna be a lot more disrespectful than like people assuming like oh it's gonna it's gonna be marvin's room oh he's gonna cry in the voice i don't think it's gonna be any of that um and the album cover art if that pre if the pregno emoji thing is actually the cover art i don't know how i'm going to process that because really really <laughs> really I think it might be the cover art I really think it might and I I don't I hate that I I, I like I hate it I hate it so much but I understand because my goodness y'all look at every corporation's Instagram and you would think they are run by Drake everyone has made from Amazon to Dell they're making like um replicas of the cover art with their own little personalized like amazon had their amazon logo in different colors it's like guys i think this might be the most amazing worst marketing thing i've ever seen um as a fan of music i hate it i hate it so much but as a fan of just like okay what's gonna work in the pop culture world do that and that's what he did and can't can't blame him i mean music is is um culture it's real world now so whatever it takes to get a meme on social media what like amazon amazon posted their own they literally had the caption are we doing this right at drake amazon So I think it's going to be the actual cover art. I thought it was a total spoof. Like, it low-key now is dumb to not have that as your cover art. You got all these corporations making this stuff, making these. And you, and you know, Drake is very, you know, pop culture. He's going to do what the people want. He's going to give what the people, he's going to give you what you want. So with that being said, I think he's going to, he's going to remain with that cover. Oh, man. If he doesn't like money, he's going to have a normal suave, uh, drizzy, because this reminds me of the Views album with the whole, with Views, he was on the tower sitting. And so he was, he made, um, he made a website where he was like, okay, just make, put any picture and he could put a little Drake on there. That was like his little marketing thing. So this reminds me exactly of that. Um, it works, man. It works. It works. It works. Uh, Drake's merch is horrible. We're not going to go over there. I mean, it, it reminds me of the, like, tw I'm not buying it, by the way. Not, I, no. What, what was that one shirt? It was like, I never miss. And that's why I never missed you. I was like, this, this man, 
And I hate that it works. I hate that 25-year-old women are going to buy the shirt. It's just how it is, man. If your rap music and your merch appeals to women, it's going to work. And that's just how business is marketing. I'm not saying that on some weird gender stuff, but that's just how a lot of companies think nowadays because, you know, I'm not even going there. But I'm not going to buy it. But I know the market he's trying to get to buy it. So understandable. Um, what else? Yeah, certified level boy. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Um, I'm not staying up tonight. I'm t I'm done. Okay. From I'm done with staying up to hear the albums. I'm going to get my good eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep, and listen to it in the morning, fresh face, bright and bush, bushy. Is that how it is? I I'm sick of it because I I hate the first hour when music comes out because it's like. You go on Twitter, and it's just, there's no reason to. It's because, like, oh, this album stinks. Oh, this album is fire. I'm like, guys, it's been 30 minutes. You haven't even listened to the full album yet. Like, it's, it's becoming a pet peeve of mine, and I need to stop entertaining that pet peeve. And I'm done listening to music right when I drops because it's like, because it's like, God, is this good? I, I don't like listening to music that way. It's not fun. It's not fun to me. It's not fun being this overly critical. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I like it for fun. Um, yeah. So uh -uh. we'll see what happens. Um, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, the Kendrick. Okay, Baby King, man. I've been on the Baby King wave for a while. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Um, uh, to be, okay, let, I'm going to tell you all a secret. With all the Griselda people, with people like talking about Griselda now in pop in the real world, like kind of the mainstream now, like people are like, oh, Griselda's the wave. It, it, it takes so much effort. <laughs> it takes so much effort to not say that I've been listening to Griselda since 2019, 2018. It takes so much effort because I don't want to be that guy. But at the same time, I, I want to be that guy so bad. <laughs> but, you know, because like Benny the Butcher, Westside, Conway are all kind of blowing up themselves too. And so I really think personally, I think Griselda really changed rap. Um, and I think that's why I really started listening to them that early 2020 late 2019 very intensely because I was like what is this? this is like very like old school rap mixed with new flavor and I thought it was very different and it turns out I was right so yes I'm kind of a kind of got big-headed when it comes to my rap listening skills um because you got Tyler Creator coming out saying oh yeah Griselda changed rap and I was like yo I have been saying that for a while so I had to come and vent on this podcast because I, I, I need it. I'm, I don't, I refuse to be that guy. Yeah. I just don't like doing that. Uh, same thing with baby King. Like I've kind of liked baby King since early 2020 summer, 2020. I think this week was the first time where baby King got super mainstream 
being on a Kendrick or having Kendrick Lamar as a feature, having uh, being on Donda, um, it's Baby Keem did not get out wrapped in that Kendrick Lamar joint. I think that's what all. I think that's the big fear sometimes. Whenever like someone, an artist collabs with like a big name, people are like, oh, who who rap better? Blah blah blah. Baby Keem held his own. The three beat switches. Um, Kendrick Lamar's old like cowboy western accent for a couple lines was interesting. Um, it's a great song. It's a great song. When it goes to Kendrick Lamar's beat, smoking on your top five tonight, tonight. I was like, oh, this is clean. That was a clean transition. Yeah. Not much to say about that, man. It's a nice song. It's a nice song. Um, uh, and also, I think Kendrick uh, had the whole, he wrote that little letter um, talking about, oh, he's going to drop an album or drop something. He's like, you know, you know how these rappers being like cryptic and stuff. And oh, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm making my last TDE album. I think a lot of people thought, oh, he's retiring. No, I don't think he's retiring. He's just making his last album for his record label deal. And then we'll see what happens from there. Um, but then again, he hasn't released an album since 2017. It's been four years. Maybe he's going to stop making, like, I can see him just being like, okay, this is my final TDE album and just kind of fading through the night. Um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of seems like that with Rihanna. I mean, Rihanna hasn't made anything since 2016. Kind of seems like he's kind of, she's kind of fading into the light a little bit. Beyonce, the same thing. I think, you know, sometimes once musicians get to a certain level, it's just like, why are you going to start making music? Why are you going to make music anymore? I don't know. I think that might happen. I think... I could see that with Kendrick. I could, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so I don't think he's retiring. I think, that, I think that's what people predicted. I didn't, I didn't think that at all. Um, uh, people, this whole thing got brought up again, Carmelo and Detroit. Um, There, Melo was on some podcast talking about, you know, the 2003 draft, the infamous draft, Pistons pick Darko as the number two pick instead of Carmelo. And, you know, Melo was saying something about how, like, the owner was, like, very, like, on Melo calling him saying, we're going to pick you with the second pick. It was kind of a done deal, he thought. And then, boom, Darko gets picked. And then it's just like, wow, it's just heartbroken and you know it's so crazy how much things would have turned around for mellow because again i don't know how pistons got the second pick in that draft i don't understand it really still don't because i'm like yo y'all went to six eastern conference championships y'all y'all had a squad already it must have been like some trade i'm too lazy to look at it look it up but just to, like it, I always think I think about this once a week with Carmelo getting picked by Detroit. How great they would have been because the weakest link in that starting five of the Pistons was the small forward Tayshawn Prince. 
Carmelo was a small forward. Replace Tayshawn with Carmelo? You got Billups, Hamilton, Melo, Rasheed Wallace, and Ben Wallace as your starting five. You're winning two championships. They ended up winning a championship that next year, which is kind of funny because it's like you pick Darko and you win the championship the next year. Did Darko help? No, he didn't. But I'm saying that Pistons would have, I guaranteed two championships. Two. Um, they went to the finals twice, won once. But I think it would have been a little mini dynasty there for a second because that is a nice, nice squad. Um, with you know McDice and all of them, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I still don't understand why they picked Darko. It's just one of those mysteries that you just have to live with. Um, but you know, with Melo being on the podcast, I didn't realize how, um, how close of a done deal it was for Melo to be on the Pistons. Like I didn't know it was like, like they basically lied to him. That was very shocking to me. I, I thought, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, I watched the Draymond Kevin Durant interview. I liked it. It was, it was actually very fascinating. It was very cool to see players just sit down like that and just chop it up like that. It's really nice. Um, I think the biggest takeaway to me was when. The biggest takeaway, it was actually very insightful for me because, you know, everybody always talks about, oh, Draymond, the reason why KD left, which, okay, there's some truth to that. But it sounds like the ownership made it a bigger deal than what it was. When Draymond and KD went with that little scuffle, I think it's against the Clippers that one game. I think yeah, I, I, late, maybe the late 20, maybe 28 or late 2017. I don't know. During that time, I think Kevin Durant had just won a second championship. I think early the, his third year there. And so I remember that because I was like, oh, they're fighting. But it was very interesting hearing Kevin Durant mention how he really didn't have a problem with the beef with Draymond Green. It was more about how the ownership wanted Draymond to like sit out and they made it such a big deal than what it was. Like, yes, you're going to have great players colliding. That's just inevitable. You're that's just a competition aspect, but I think ownership saw it as like, Oh, they're actually, mad at each other like no that's just they're just trying to figure things out so that was interesting because I've always kind of thought it was mostly on Draymond but honestly I think it was mostly on the just Warriors organization they were being just very trying to get in the way I think I would compare it to you know when siblings get in a fight and I think when you know sometimes the parents can overreach I'm like no just let the siblings fight just just let them like duke it out because fighting is kind of necessary sometimes because it, it resolves issues and you progress. I think if in another world, Draymond and Kevin Durant fight for a week, argue, 
and then come to terms and then they just move on without any Warriors ownership, you know, trying to get in the way. I think things get a lot different. So, yeah, that was very interesting to me, just seeing how the ownership made it a bigger deal and made it to where Kevin didn't like that. So um, I think that was very intriguing to to see. Yeah, so I really I really like those. I'm not just like saying that because it's I these interviewers, this interviews are just so robotic and it's just like. Like it felt like I was actually watching a inside conversation. Um, it was funny when Draymond asked, like, why don't Kevin Durant have kids? I did not realize Draymond Green had three kids. Did not realize that. Did not realize that for never. I didn't even know he was like married like that. He had a whole family. But you know, Kevin Durant. When, when he got asked that question, he was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to settle down yet. I get that. But, like, at the same time, it's like, man, you're like, you're like 35 years old. You're like 30, 30 years old, 32, 33. It's like if you don't have kids now, it's like you might, you might not ever. So, I don't know. That's a very intriguing part of, the, part of that interview, too. So, yeah, we're going to leave it at that. Um, what else? I think that's about it. We'll we'll leave it at that. Song of the week, shout outs. Um, song of the week. I mean, you you got to put Hurricane song of the week. Hurricane John uh, Kanye West Hurricane featuring Weekend and Lil Baby. It's a beautiful song. Did not realize. It's very interesting. It, the, the song doesn't sound awkward at all. When you have, when, you know, when you usually have like a singer and then like a rapper, like a rapper rapper, usually doesn't gel that well. It gelled. Um, shout out, shout out to, shout out to the fall season. We're about to enter the fall. We're about to enter Halloween. We're about to enter Thanksgiving. The cool temperatures, a little, a little chillness in the air, you know? So I like it. I like it. So thank you for watching. Peace. Have a great start of September. Peace.